I'm Sadia Tariq and you're listening to Dhani the podcast. To the world she is an actress, a TV host, an anchor or simply a media person. However, she considers herself a student. Drawing her lessons from art, music, creativity, communication, hypocrisy, lies, filth, abuse. Our guest today is Nadia Jameer. And she continues to learn from children, from trees, from nature. This happens to be my first podcast sitting face to face with Nadia Jameer. Nadia had so much to share that I've divided the podcast in two parts. Hi Nadia and thank you so much for being on Dhani. Pleasure. Um pleasure is all mine. My first question I'm diving right in mm-hmm. is how did Nadia Jamil discover Nadia Jamil? Nadia Jamil hasn't discovered Nadia Jamil at all. I've always known this about people and I've always said this to my students as well that you're a work in progress. You're like a, a trek or a hike is constantly going to be uncovered and discovered throughout your life till the end i mean there's a poem by it uh cp kawafi called ithaca i i'll read it to you sure. later on it's something my my students it's one of their required readings and it's about the journey and it's about this process that you realize that you're a work in progress how can you it's a constant process of discovery and i think nadia has always been discovering the various things about herself i discovered i like to act i discovered my love affair with language and uh, when i was very early on uh, when i was very young uh, 10 i discovered uh, madhya gohar who helped me discover acting and then other teachers So I have allowed teachers to help Nadia to uncover aspects of herself. Shweb Hashmi, Susanna Wilson, um, you know, various teachers. Zehra Nega. Listening to them, Faisal. I mean, I was I grew up in that era when uh, my parents would have these um, bedhugs. Frida Khanum ji, Iqbal Bano ji, uh, you know, Nusrat Ali Khan sahab. My dad, I remember every Thursday. there would be uh, the sabri brothers um so i discovered i love these things i discovered i love art i love music i love paintings my my mother helped me discover my love of uh, fine art i mean she collects art and uh, there were i was always exposed to a lot of artists we would sit in england over here i was born in london and yahan pe knightsbridge mein zehra nigar ji ka flat tha jahan pe faiz saab ke mushayre hote the and i remember being a little 5 6 year old just listening not understanding to the lilt of of zehra pat when she recites in tarannum is ronthe khade ho jate you know you get goosebumps but fasab's recitations and then i remember shweb hashmi was my father's cousin and well he's all he was also my mentor my teacher i wanted to be shweb hashmi hmm. I wanted to be that voice. I wanted to be that grounded. I wanted to be that full of warmth and that open. He was who I wanted to be when I was, you know, 
even now I think I want to be Shweb Hashmi. Um, I was Nadia Jamil was discovering herself when her mother would take her out during the movement for the restoration of democracy on marches against the Aul Haq against the Hudud ordinance with Asma Jahangir with you know um, uh, Rahman. I was discovering myself as a little girl then when we moved to Pakistan in Zia's uh, time I was discovering the importance of being political of uh, not being quiet about things that are wrong that are happening not staying silent um, I discovered that when I was 13-14 so it's been a constant process Habib Jaleb my mother I remember made me sing international in a factory I was 13-14 years old and there was a factory full of workers and an old factory that had been shut down and it was just a huge space and I remember seeing a little girl singing international with them in Faryal Gohar and um, lots of other people were on the stage with me there was so much that my parents and their friends I, I remember Salman Tasir, you know I remember um, how I was always a little in awe of how bold he was how he just said things the way he felt them and today when I look back I mean all these things are in my memory my muscle memory holds them all these people are in my body and in my memory and in my actions I can hear them because they're in my subconscious and and then I think of course it's my parents and my DNA and they I constantly discovered myself via my grandparents my parents my family my cousins my nostalgia for Lahore um, I would run to trees. There was a giant willow tree in Taibu's garden and we would play there incessantly, all us cousins. You know, and when I had to go for college, I remember, that's when I discovered how desperately I love Lahore and I, how desperately I love my family and my that Desi family network, how important it is to me. So I discovered myself by losing things. I discovered myself uh, when I met Mehreen Jabbar. That was a big discovery. Um, I discovered TV as well when I met her. And um, you know, different people unearthed different things in me. They were opening doors and I was like, oh, this is And that's still happening. Hmm. So, um, you never quite arrive, do you? Never. Yeah. But that's why you keep taking risks and you keep trusting. Because I think when you become cynical and close yourself up to experiences, when you decide to just become purely analytical about yourself or, or try and study yourself only via one medium, like maybe psychology or psychotherapy or whatever, that's when I feel you start limiting yourself because you will discover yourself on your own as well sure. that's what's happening to me now that's what happened to me when I met uh, this the, when I went to my first therapy that actually worked when I trusted the therapist and I developed a relationship with the therapist that's where the journey of my self-discovery began but Nadia Jamil has had nature experiences situations other people help her discover herself constantly and I think that's why it's important to trust and connect 
Ian Foster said on the on before Howard's end, only connect. It is my favorite quotation, but then people said to me, it sounds like a mobile phone company ad. <laughs> yeah, so, but it, for me, it's important. It's important to connect with nature, with myself, with with you, with this moment, with silence, with energy, 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 energy. Any energy in any form will help me connect to something that will help the process of discovery. And uh, Nadia Jamil will keep on discovering herself. Other people will keep on discovering Nadia Jamil and showing her. Nadia Jamil will learn horrible things about herself. Even abhi aage. And say, I have to learn this. And I have to learn how to stop doing this. Learn and unlearn. Absolutely. I'm just taking a positive parenting class right now. My kids are 17 and 12 and a half. I'm taking it now and I'm wishing that it's a really simple online class. And I'm wishing if I'd known this stuff, if I'd only this common sense, but if I followed these simple things in order to get to these epiphanies of how to, you know, all these techniques of how to, how to deal with certain situations, I mean, there, I would know that there's certain things that I do not want in my home ever. Anger is one thing that I do not want in my home. And even if I'm raising my voice or... Um, not hitting my children, but being angry in another way. Verbally abusive. Yeah, and anger is a difficult thing to contend with because you can't escape anger. It's there. You can't deny it. But now, I mean, recently I was giving a talk to children about anger. And I said to them two, three things. You know, children are taught how to cross the road. And it's something that I, as I was speaking to the children, I realized that this is what I have to do with myself and I started doing it with myself now. When you're crossing the road, uh, you stop and you look left and you look right. And if there's no car and the little man is green, after the red light, the orange light comes and the green light and then you move and you still look. If you don't do that, if you just feel like crossing that road in a rush and you cross it with the red light on and you can see the red light, you might get hit by a car and people with you or trying to stop you or trying to chase you will also get, will also get hit by that car. What a beautiful parallel. Another one that I gave them is also that, especially teenagers, you know, young teenagers with hormones or, you know, hormones affect anger, you know, chemical imbalances affect anger I mean men women teenagers all of us are affected by anger my dog is affected by his you know it's hormone levels but just imagine if there's a bottle of bleach in front of you and there's a bottle of fresh orange juice which one would you want to pick fresh orange juice correct you know the bleach is toxic for you correct you know what it'll do to your system erode you from within it will kill you and being angry is like staring someone in the face because they've done something wrong or you think they've done something wrong, looking them in the eye and drinking bleach True. because you are just hurting yourself. Now, if you just stop because what happens with hormones and what happens when you're immediately angry is that you just reach your hand out and that those hormones push that bleach ahead of you and you glug. If you just stop, if you just tell yourself, I'm angry, pause. Anger has to become associated with pause the way a toothbrush is associated with toothpaste. Then you will stop and you will look and you will say, 
I drinking no bleach. Mm-mm. And you will reach out for that orange juice. Mm-mm. And you will deal with the situation. Calm yourself down. You will deal with the situation without hurting yourself. Mm-mm. And without causing huge amounts of damage everywhere. Mm. It's that stop. Of course. That pause. That pause. Even with my, my godson with Down syndrome. Now I talk to him and I say to him when he's angry... When you're feeling like this, when you're feeling the rage, when you're feeling angry, and I, I, I gave him the, first I talked to him about crossing the road because he crosses the road beautifully. And I said to him, so what do, how do you cross the road? And he explained to me. I said, so do you cross the red light? He goes, no. I said, what would happen if the cross, you've crossed the red light? Power will come. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, the same thing. When you're angry, you get angry, right? You get angry if you have the wrong spicy food or you get angry if someone hurts you or takes away a toy. It's a red light. It's a big red light. And I want you to see that red light. Of course. And I want you to stop. And when you see the green light, then I want you to talk to me. Or then I will talk to you. And I, now, it happens now that he's here and he'll be, he'll go and, like, he'll get upset. Like all, a lot, like children generally do, you know, they, little children, babies or toddlers or nine-year-olds, whatever. They get angry. Even my teenager. Now I have to tell him, red light, dude, I'll talk to you when the green light comes. And he'll say the same to me now. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay, mom. Red light. Time out. I, I will talk to you when I, I when, tell me when you see the green light and we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah. It goes around, comes around. And my little godson will say now, he'll be angry and he'll sit in the corner and his mom and I will just ignore him. And t- we've told him, we're not going to go to him. When he sees the green right light, he'll tell us. So then after a little while, we'll hear a voice saying, green light. Oh, <laughs> Green light, I can see the green light. It's here. And he's, because he's just love. And children are amazing to work with. You learn so much when you think of children and when you're with children because they want to heal and they don't want to be angry. They don't like these feelings. Of course, yeah. So... um, And they're malleable, right? They're resilient and they're they're ready to learn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, you... It's like... And... Yeah, so I mean, this is... So I'm learning. I'm learning... I get excited, I speak, my voice goes up when I speak, get excited or when I'm impassioned. Like a lot of people will say to me, I'm not angry, I'm just I'm speaking passionately. I said, well, if everybody chose to speak passionately, then it would be a very loud world. So feel passion, but control your voice. Contain. Your voice, and this is something I teach in my, in my self-expression class as well, that what makes up yourself to the outside world? There's your body. Mm-mm. There's your expressions. Sure. There's your sense of self that is coming from your past experiences and from what you've experienced within and from what other people are telling you that you are. Sadia's this, Sadia's this, Sadia's this. That will affect your sense of self. Sure. And there's your voice. Especially in acting. There is your voice because there is a whole you you cannot exp- you cannot express that character in just any voice or tone you want. That journey of the words from the page to your voice. That's it. I mean, the other option is silence. So um, the tone you speak at, the pace you speak at, 
It's like learning how to drive. I, I mean, people love, I don't love driving fast, by the way, but people say, I love driving fast. Yeah, but okay, drive fast on an empty sort of race course, whatever, ground or whatever the hell those, you know, uh, car racing track. Don't drive fast in public, mm. you know. So if I'm speaking loud, it'll be in a place where I can, on a stage, in an auditorium or in a, in a park or wherever, in a small room where I'm having a conversation with people and I'm feeling passionate about something. I need to remind myself and people around me need to remind me. Your voice is going up. Mm-hmm. This is what in television you see. So many people shouting, 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 screaming. Mm. Turn to Indian news or Pakistani news. And even if they're happy, they're shouting. You know, I'm <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, you you go to Pakistan and the, that that noise pollution created by these channels is unbelievable. <laughs> my friend, my best friend here, you know, um, I am your I am the proudest Pindu alive. When I speak on the phone to my family, I'm speaking on a telephone, which means that my mouth is here and their ear is here. I mean, they're hearing it into, right into their ear. They probably even got an earphone inside. Hello! Hello, Abu! <laughs> and my friend who's, you know, she's half Cypriot and half English, she's like, keep it down. <laughs> and I, I'm so offended when she says, keep it down. As I'm speaking to my father in Pakistan. She goes... You're I know, speaking I on the same. Era, you're really, you're yeah. speaking on the same phone that you speak to me when you. I, I'm in London. Correct. You're not like, hi, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's, but yeah, there's this. You know that thing, but we're very loud. I know what you mean. So talking about words, as you said, um, although the podcast is in English, <clears throat> but please feel free to speak in Urdu, sure. and I would love you to speak in Urdu. Shabd. Hmm. Ki kya ahmiyat hai for you? Alfaz. Alphas. Shabd is Hindi, I think. But Shabd ki, uh, Alphazon ki, um, like I said, meri, ma, mera jo pehla, one of my few, first love affairs in life, at a time when I was lost. As a little girl, I was very lost. Very lost. Was with language. Language saved me. Language saved me. Hearing Shweb Hashmi, read um, Fez Ahmed Fez on that, you know, uh, best of Naira cassette. Um, just hearing his voice calmed me. I wanted to be that. I wanted to ensnare those words with my voice. It wasn't about, acting for me has never been about just about performing a character. I think people like Sanya Saeed are way better than me at that. Their technique is better. Acting for me has been about, which is why it's frustrating sometimes in Pakistan because the scripts are not, the, the language is this, this, the writers are so dismissive of the, of the language and the writing and um, it's about the words. That's, about why, the that's why Shakespeare is so fabulous, Mm-mm. you know, and uh, that's why I, I, I read, so when I'm really stressed, I'll take a book of poetry, Noon Meem Rashid Ho, Iqbal, I don't understand that well, you know, but I'll read it for the words, how they sound. Naruda, I'll read the translation of Naruda. My brother will read it to me in Spanish. Um, Cummings, Kavafi, 
you know, uh, Faiz Saab, Zehra Negah. I will take words, even children's storybooks, and Tote Batote, or Lal Bhujakkar, I will take those words and I'll read them out loud. And I think my khala was very um, important and relevant for me in that. Instrumental. Very. She still reads out beautifully and she would oh. read out Tote Patote and Lal Bhujakkar and all these rhymes to us and, you know, sing with us and tell these rhymes with us. And all those. And keep the beat. So oh. I think from when I li- as I was a little girl, my khala brought into my body the sense of beat and rhythm and rhyme and words with this place, this world, like a forest. Before I discovered trees and forests, I had discovered words. My mother put me in elocution when I was five, six years old, which helps you train your voice to enunciate, where I did on the ning nang nong, where the cows go bong, the monkeys jibber jabber jew. I remember the little girl forming, or I was in a a Catholic convent, so forming words when I'm singing in the choir. Sister Grace would say, open your mouth, girls, open your mouth. Oh. So the relevance of how I speak, my, my mouth, how it's working, my tongue, how it's hitting my palate, or whether it's behind my teeth, how I'm pronouncing what and when I'm, what tone I'm using. I was fascinated because one sentence can mean a hundred different things sure. depending on how I use my tone and how, how I... How you say it. Correct. And... Um, it was just, it was magical. I remember a, a huge um, turning point for me was when I met Mimi, Mehreen Jabbar, and I was doing my first play, Putti Ghar, or my Urdu enunciation was very weak, it was very poor. And I remember saying in a line, I think in Putti Ghar, or you know, one of my first plays, Metyaru, and there was cut. Kya ho? Metyaru. Chalo, Metyaru. <laughs> and that's when I learned that how my um, being Punjabi has affected my Urdu. It's uh, even even when you when you're walking around, people will say it's So all these things I learned in my mid-20s how to effectively use them on myself. And um, I love it. And it's when once you've learned the rules of language, then it's a lot of fun to break them. Mm-mm. A lot of fun. Sure. You know, E. Cummings does that with grammar. I, uh, you know, my, my brother sent me this article recently on how, I, I don't know how these, you know, these articles that come out on Facebook and all, how people who use bad language are geniuses. <laughs> well, this family is really full of, I mean, you know, complete, geniuses then but but I like it I like the way language makes other people feel when I get a tweet saying something to me the words I sent back the effort I put in make someone feel good that's incredible what magic it's like having Harry Potter's magic wand Mm -mm. you know that my words can make someone feel good and warm and glowy inside or ignored or uh, bad and sad 
like a lot of these people who abuse on Twitter and abuse and say hurtful things. I've learned from them as well. Mm-hmm. Because when I feel hurt, I'm I do not want to use that tone ever with anyone. So I've learned from the horrible trolls on Twitter. <laughs> They're one of my greatest ustads. How not to be? Um, how not to make people feel? Um, it's fascinating. You, the world is just full of teachers. It's it's like Surah Rahman says, you know, "Meri kaun kaun si nimto ko chutlaoge." Which of my blessings are you going to sort of neglect? Neglect? Uh, you know, um, dismiss. And I look outside. I think of that line, and I look outside, and I see the trees and the sky, and I say, "This, you can call it Allah, God, the if you're you know this creative process, this process of creation that's working in the cosmos at a huge level beyond our, on in some sort of multiverse level that's working in our atoms at some minuscule level, infinite even microcosmically." infinite infinite and this creative process has surrounded us with blessings and really seriously i i neglect so many i it was when i met saima mahad that i realized how i neglect what i can see she's one of my best friends who passed away and she lost her sight at three but she was one of the most joyous people i've met mm-hmm. she died of multiple sclerosis and i remember a time when she couldn't even swallow later on i went to meet more people who couldn't swallow how do, many times have i forgotten how good it feels to swallow mm-hmm. a hot drink or a chilled glass of water or just water it's ridiculous it's the things the amount of things one takes for granted you know it's and then one stops and pauses and thinks and remembers those people who've been through so much or i work at the psrd a pakistan school uh, for the rehabilitation of the disabled where nobody is disabled and everybody is highly enabled mm. and they have no limbs some of them they have no arms or they have no feet or they have you know uh, they can't see or they can't hear or they can't um, you know speak properly but they're enabled a million times more than i am they a million times more confident than any child i've worked with sure they work they people who are writing people who are checking their papers in the, in the for the board examination you know the papers are all sent together they don't know okay this beautiful handwriting has been written by a boy by a little boy by his toes toes oh beautifully wow. i mean he did and it's not a big deal it's not mm-hmm. like oh, wow I've learned that they're like uh okay thank you I can do it again for you it's like it's like you know they 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 don't take it they they just it's it's fantastic you you learn and that's why when people say to me as well it's it's difficult it's, di- it's difficult to understand compliments sometimes I'm bad at taking them but I'm learning but sometimes it's like but this is I had to do this Mm. I had to do this. Mm. Of course I had to do this. And um it's not that I I don't have dark sides and terrible sides that I'm trying to wo jihad chalta rehta hai that inner battle is consistent and constant. You know, I never made it big in the film industry or even in the television industry. 
because I was never ambitious. Ambition for me was about that inner jihad. Those battles inside myself, those demons inside myself that were so huge that I couldn't sleep alone at night up into my late 30s, 40s. I could not sleep alone at night. Mm. Ever. Mm. Dogs, cats, you know, the people working at home, the lady who works in my home, Hanifa Baji, anybody and everybody was bugged and tortured. I, I can't sleep alone. Mm-hmm. You know? So, those demons, you know, that that are inside you that make you not like yourself that make you lose your self-confidence that make you say why is this happening why am I feeling like this um, now I, I hear them now and other people young people you know, write to me that my parents are treating me like this or my brother is treating me like this or my husband is treating me like this how do I deal with it and I'm like you've got to deal with your inner demons and then you have to make that choice correct you have to make that choice. Absolutely. You know, and you will decide that if you want to, it's okay for you to be treated this way because there's something else you're being given, love or in another way or financial comfort. Then don't stop judging yourself. Then just make that choice because you are constantly choosing. Yeah. I'm choosing now to have caffeine. It will affect my body. I'm choosing to brush my teeth. It will affect my you know oral hygiene I am choosing to use a toothpaste without sodium lauryl sulfate I'm choosing to smile sure I'm choosing to look angrily at someone or I'm choosing to ignore someone everything is a choice, it's a choice. my tone of voice Mm-mm. you choose and I, and I keep trying to explain to people Faisab said it the most beautifully or ye sifak masiha kisi ziru ke kabze mein nahi haan there's nobody else and yes it, it you do need a lancet there is no answer to your pain except a lancet you've got to cut through the pain and you've got to be brave and you've got to cut through to the core and nobody has that dagger in their hand that lancet that sword nobody has it nobody's capable of using it on you or should be able to use it on you except you yeah if so, you, you only allow that yeah for others so to do cut through yeah. yourself and yeah. cut through the bullshit and um, ask yourself why am I letting myself feel this way what does being an adult mean to me why am I still dependent on my father my mother my husband my sons why am I dependent is it possible and or also another word that I want to keep saying to men and women children young people why am I controlled Hmm. why do I allow people to control me emotionally or financially why my 13 year old makes boundaries with me respectfully that you know now I'm I'm 12 and a half you need to knock when you come into my room correct please I never grew up in that environment. I grew up in an environment tha 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 tha. Darwaza kholo, taala lagaya hua tha maine. Nahi, khud mein aa rahi hu, main kapde badal rahi hu. You know everybody. Nadia bibi, khana taiyar hai. Tha 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 tha. Main aa rahi hu ek baar bhai. And we could just across a door, man. We don't have to shout. But it, I like that. I mean, at some level, but mad ronak that I grew up in. 
it's familiar to me i know my kids don't like it no. it's not familiar to them they're no. like you don't can you just speak softer yeah. and this is a different generation this is a generation that's growing up a lot faster and that's going to if you want them to uh understand what you can guide them through possibly then you need to respect their boundaries as well and choose your battles why do do we allow people to control us you know you you want you're in a relationship and suddenly you realize so what does controlling mean mek ijazat mujhe log puchte hain aapne aapke husband ne aapko ijazat de di kaam karne ki dude the word ijazat does not exist in the choice of him and me working allow he never had the right to allow me he was you know my friend and um और दोस्त तो एक दूसरे को दे गिव यू द स्पेस या दे डोंट पुट यू अंडर द केज एंड देयर फ्रेंड्स आल्सो आई आई रियलाइज दिस फ्रेंड्स मे बी देयर अ देयर आर कंट्रोलिंग रिलेशनशिप्स देयर आर बुलीइंग रिलेशनशिप्स देयर आर पीपल यू हैव टू एंड समटाइम्स यू हैव टू लर्न एनफ अबाउट योरसेल्फ टू बी पोलाइटली असर्टिव दैट आई लव दिस पर्सन दिस पर्सन इज गोइंग टू बी इन माय लाइफ दिस पर्सन इज कंट्रोलिंग सो आई नीड टू सेट बाउंड्रीज एंड दैट ब्रिंग्स अस टू द एंड ऑफ आवर फर्स्ट पार्ट ऑफ द कन्वर्सेशन विद नादिया Our chat concludes next week so don't forget to tune in. Thank you so much for listening and we would be most humbled if you can leave us with a comment, a rating or a suggestion. Thank you.